What's up? This is Patrick at Radicards.com, and today I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about decentralization. Okay, think for a minute about being in a baseball stadium. Let's say it's forty to 50,000 capacity, right? A lot of people. You have a built-in audience for whatever's going on in the stadium, okay? So when you're there, there's a lot of activity. It's very easy to, to, to find entertainment. It's very easy to meet people. It's essentially a plug-and-play sort of entertainment venue. You pay, you go in, you're done. You get to enjoy yourself for the next two and a half, three hours or whatever. Very easy, right? That situation is easy. It's a guarantee you will get what you need out of that situation. Granted, your team may not win or lose, but that's besides the point. So, then think about the concept of trying to reproduce that same situation elsewhere by saying, hey, I want to build my own stadium and market my own teams. I'm going to scout and get my own teams in there and get people to come to and sell tickets and not take all the revenue myself. The opportunity cost of doing that is extremely high. There's so much that is required to get that off the ground and going. So instead of paying, you know, 25 bucks or whatever to go to a baseball game that's already built for you to go and entertain yourself for the next three hours. It could take years and years and years to do it yourself. What would you rather do if you want entertainment quickly? Would you rather just go to a baseball stadium and watch a game? Or would you rather spend time and money building a baseball stadium, scouting teams, um, and getting getting audience an audience built to come and attend your games and make revenue that way. I mean, to me, it's it's the former. This, in one particular situation, it's the former. The latter would be highly undesirable because of its opportunity cost associations. Think about this online. On, so, on social media specifically, Facebook groups. Okay, there are a lot of Facebook groups for sports card collectors, thousands of them. It seems like everybody and anybody can create them, and it's the, that is the case because that's how easy they are to create. So there are tons and tons of people creating their own groups. They want their own circles. Now, if you were part of a group that had anywhere from, let's say, I don't know, a couple of hundred to a couple of thousand, and it's easy to, say, list your product and have it sold, uh, to getting in contact with other collectors and meeting new people, it's very easy to do that once the audience is already built in your favor. Yes, you could go off and do that yourself and create that situation yourself if you wanted to. But in a lot of ways, why bother, right? Because it's, I mean, ask yourself, like, why, why would I do that when I'm already a part of a group that's already has a couple of thousand people in it? You know, would it make more sense to try to see if you can get on to as a moderator to have some ownership in the group? Or would it make more sense for you to leave the group and create one of your own? There's a lot of legwork behind that, that the latter of those options. Uh, it's not, a, like I said, there are thousands of these groups. And if everybody had their own group, then there would be as many groups as there are people. And how many of us belong to as many groups as there are people? I would be pressed to believe there would be anybody that's like that. Uh, so a lot of us join groups multiple groups, myself included, but I, there's a limit for me. I, I honestly 
have realized that after at a certain point, because of my disengagement in a lot of groups, because of my time requirement elsewhere, it doesn't make sense for me to join every single group that's out there. Um, I just don't have the time for it. And I don't want to be part of a group if I can't participate. It, it doesn't really make sense for me. I, I'd rather somebody else be a part of the group and participate. Uh, so I have certain requirements for how I approach the group membership piece of this. I'd prefer to only be in groups where I feel like my engagement will be valued. So creating your own group, fine, but it's sometimes not always necessary, right, to do that. It's not always necessary to have your own group because oftentimes you, you may find that that your engagement in a group that's already established with you know a couple, a couple hundred, a couple thousand members is, is is your engagement there is more valued than it would be if you just up and left and created your own group, and you have to then spend time developing it and finding members and branding it. And I mean, it, it, it's not a bad thing to do. I mean, I I I do a lot of this kind of self-motivated activity myself, but my point is. If you put effort into doing that with the only purpose of just wanting to run your own group, you further decentralize sports card collectors online because now they have, you know, you now you're looking to pull them away from other groups and so their engagement in the groups they're already in could go down if they're part of your group and it could go up in your group, but if it's beginning phases then you might have enough members to make a lot of engagement happen to begin with anyway. So there's that piece of it to think about. In all, all honesty, you know, I look for robust groups with activity, a lot of activity, but I also look for friendly admins when I'm in groups. And that th those are big, huge uh, signals for me to either stay in the group or, or leave. If the admins are friendly and the rules are pretty lax and, you know, people are pretty professional with one another, um, that's that's important. So there are reasons to leave groups. I totally get that. I've left many of them only because I just don't have time for all of them. So I pick a certain number. I'm like, okay, this is the amount of groups I'm going to be a part of. But the bottom line that I'm telling you here, the, what I'm talking about here is what's the best use of time to get the most out of your time? What's the, 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 the most significant ROI out of your time when it comes to Facebook groups? Knowing that there are thousands of sports car collector groups, does it make sense to create another one when there are so many already that are already established? I'm not saying you shouldn't. Just start to dissect these thoughts when you're actually thinking seriously about creating another group. Because there's no shortage of groups online. None. There's nothing wrong with creating new groups. Just Think about why you're creating that group and is what you're doing going to be any different than what is already being done in groups? Are you creating a new service or is it just going to be like all the other ones? Right? In business, this would be your competitive advantage. Right? Your value proposition. Okay, so if your competitive advantage or value proposition doesn't really exist beyond what everybody else is already doing, then it might not make any sense to create yet another group. Now, if you can provide something unique that people actually want, there's, there's uniqueness, there are two types of uniqueness. 
There's unique. There's a unique service that nobody wants, and there's a unique service that everybody wants. And then there's a third piece of that. There's a there's a service that isn't quite unique, and is a comp. And its its uh, needs are accommodated elsewhere, but your service is proprietary and allows you to give us uh, accommodate that need in such a way that might outperform a competitor. This happens a lot in business. But if you haven't identified what, you know, your value proposition, your, your, your unique need, or your unique solution to a, an identifiable market need, then it might not make any sense for you to create a new group. If you feel like you need to do something in this, in this way, you know, then do it. Do whatever you feel is necessary. But just start thinking constructively about why you're doing certain things online. Why do you want to create a Facebook group? Why do you need another Facebook page? Why do you need a website? You know, start asking why. And then when you ask why, it leads to other whys. And then those will lead to other whys. And eventually you get down to the real root of what you're, ta- what, what you're thinking about. And you'll, fig- you'll be able to dissect that thought in more of a constructive, critical way. So I'll leave you with that. I hope that this was somewhat educational for you and you're able to take thought and think about it more constructively going forward when it, when it comes to project management and how to expand uh, exposure to whatever it is you're trying to create. And sometimes realizing that it's not necessarily needed is a good thing. So thank you for tuning in to radicards.com and until next time, enjoy collecting. If you like this content, please subscribe. Thank you. Enjoy collecting.